Wen and I want to express our gratitude for every one of our listeners. Thank you for being a part of this podcast and sharing this space with us each week. We are now offering an opportunity to work with Wen or myself individually in a deeper look towards what's true about life and who you really are. If you'd like to know more, email me or Wen for more details. In a three-day dive under the noise, anything is possible. Let's find out. Now on to the podcast. Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to this week's Under the Noise with me, Wynne Morgan, and my co-host, Kate Roberts. Hello, Kate. Hey, Wynne. Hey. Happy New Year. (laughs) Same to you. And Happy New Year to you listening. Even though it's, well, at the time of recording, it's a week into the new year. And by the time you're listening to this, close to two weeks into the new year. And if you're listening on rerun, then, you know, it might not even be the same year. So have a good day. Maybe that would be the most appropriate universal thing I could say. (sighs) We had an email just before the, the winter break from someone asking about overwhelm. Can you talk about overwhelm? I think you've talked about it, but I'd like you to talk about it again. And it's interesting because in my December newsletter, I wrote about overwhelm. One aspect of it, as far as I saw it. Um, And as usual, just before Kate presses record, Kate and I have a quick little chat about, you know, how how we're doing and what ideas we've got about what we might talk about on today's episode. And Kate, you said something about overwhelm. Okay, let's go for it. Let's do that. Yeah, I uh, overwhelm is really fresh for me at the moment. Um, You know, December with the holiday and... Um, some other things have kind of shown up, some new opportunities and and some other things just in my personal life that take up space, you know, just mental space, also take up time. And um, the things that, I, you know, like commitments that I feel really strongly about and it's very, it's very common for me in my life up to this point to spin lists. I thought like my lists, my to-do lists, they spin and spin as if that actually helps me in some way. And there's, I noticed this when I have a lot on this little whiny voice uh, about how little help I'm getting shows up, which is funny. 
And, but at the time, you know, it sounds really legit. But I remember even just a couple of days ago, was getting ready for a call and I feel that pressure. And, and I was looking in the mirror just doing my makeup and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I think that the way I feel has something to do with how much I've got on. Mm. And it felt real and solid and could feel the pressure in my body, like even in my chest. And, and I realized I was caught up. Like I really thought it had something to do with how much I had going on this month. And, you know, up until a few years ago, that never would have occurred to me to even question it. And there's something about noticing, noticing that and coming back to a place where it's like truth. That there's almost this instant kind of settling that takes place. Now I'm back in the moment and I'm just woman putting on makeup. Like it simplifies, right? It simplifies. And now I'm just back here in this moment putting on makeup without a, a story of, without a list and without the pressure. Mm. And nothing as far as what I need to do has changed, not one bit. But now I'm a little bit more subtle. And I didn't fix anything. I didn't do anything. But noticing somehow, I just kind of settle things a bit. And I know that the present moment is so much more simple than I make it most of the time. So when I said that, it was really fresh for me. That, that had just happened a couple of days ago. Did I pick it right back up? Today, at some point, absolutely, 100%. But it doesn't have that same solidity, maybe. Solidity to it that it got maybe three days ago. So what about you and overwhelm? Well, I remember talking about this um, with a corporation last year. And they effectively hired me to to give like the two and a half hour talk to everyone, you know, in a series of different time zones about overwhelm. Mm. I'm coming back to center. And a big part of what I remember at that point was what really helped me was all the overwhelm is, is the thinking that I have to do everything now. As opposed to linear over time, that I will do one thing at a time. Whatever that moment actually has, I will do that one thing, that one thing, that one thing. And it might be a different thing and a different thing and a different thing. But in my mind and in lots of our minds, that horizontal doing things over time just becomes a complete vertical 
all of that now. So the lists that you talked about, about spinning lists, that my list of things to do just becomes a vertical. I need to do this in this one moment. These 37 things need to be done right now. And I can feel the weight of that list that needs to be done now on my shoulders and my mind and the pressure that you felt. And it's just a distortion, a distortion of how things actually are. Because in truth is, and the, the, the bit that I loved hearing again, probably deeper than I've heard before, is the truth that in any given moment, there is no such thing as overwhelm. Can't be. Because there's, as you said, woman putting on makeup, man making coffee, man checking one email, woman downloading 35 emails, right? There's no gender specifics in that at all, right? But it's just any one of us does things one thing at a time. Now, of course, sometimes we get a bit scattered and we can be listening to music and doing the dishes or talking to someone while we're making the coffee or, or checking two emails at the same time, listening to a voice message while <laughs> Or reading something has just popped into the inbox. It's still not that smart, that bit of trying to multitask. And I heard um, one of my dear friends and mentors say on a program last September, so a few months ago now, that overwhelm is really doing more than one thing at a time or having more than one thing on my mind at one time. And that's what he said. And until then, I thought I was doing okay with overwhelm. But then I realized, wait, no, I still have fast-moving lists spinning in my head. I might only have three things on them, but it's still more than one. Mm -hmm. And then, to your point, we can just drop back into when we notice that, especially what you said, wait. How I feel doesn't come from how much I've got on. And it can't when in the next moment when we notice that we feel more relief, the pressure in our chest eases, the weight of all that stuff on our mind eases. Because the things we've got to do for the rest of our life hasn't changed. The list that we've written out still will get done or won't get done, but how we feel changes. So how we feel can have nothing to do with things we need to do. And I find that just a wonderful reminder. And the um, then fast forwarding a few months to November, um, and as I mentioned in the intro, in my December newsletter, I wrote about me spraining my thumb having fallen over, having fallen over and literally broken my fall by putting my right arm out and my thumb took my, my entire weight. And uh, the thumb moved into a place it's not designed to. So I am still here in the splint, you know, pushing eight weeks later. I didn't know how many things I needed the thumb on my dominant hand for. I had no idea. And I'm really glad I didn't. Because each of those things revealed themselves to me one thing at a time. Oh, opening a bottle. Have to really do that differently. Cannot have... There's no strength in this, right? No strength in the thumb. Cannot grip. 
cannot write, cannot wash my hair with my right hand, right? Who would have thought? I didn't know that. But all of these things over the hours and days revealed themselves to me one thing at a time. Now, in my mind, if I'd have automatically realized when my thumb was um, <laughs> giving me the signal that I've gone to a place I shouldn't have gone in other ways, I was screaming in agony. And I did. I screamed. If I'd have known all the things I couldn't do because of my thumbnail being badly sprained, I'd have freaked out even more. It wouldn't just be the, the actual physical pain of the thumb, but I'd have felt, you know, not just the, you know, what kind of an idiot at my age runs up a stair, the stairs in a place he doesn't know and runs upstairs and then trips over the top step. What kind of clumsy clock does that, right? So that was bad enough. Physical pain plus me giving myself a little bit of a, you know, a, a pep talk and not in a good way. If I'd have known all the things I couldn't do, that would have been really bad. I'd have felt overwhelmed. So that was just a really nice indicator of, oh, here's something else that gets revealed one thing at a time. And everything I couldn't do, I figured out using a knife and fork. Cutting with a knife. I mean, my dominant hand, I've just changed the grip and, you know, move things around and things I would normally write, I've been typing. Or my Christmas cards, I don't write many Christmas cards, right? But it was comedic to my family when they saw, who's this one from? Which kid wrote this? Oh, Win? Oh, yeah, of course, because he can't write right now. So I'm there. And if you're watching on the video, I'm there, right, gripping, gripping the pen with my entire fist because my thumb is <laughs> writing down people's names and, and a very limited message inside on Christmas cards. But it reminded me of that whole thing, that it's everything is one thing at a time. And everything that's new gets figured out. So I figured out how to open a bottle differently. I figured out how to write Christmas cards. I figured out how to use my rollaway luggage without the thumb that normally presses the button for the, for the little arm trolley pulley thing to kind of come up and put it down. I figured it all out. Socks, shoes, doing laces, the most mundane things, my AeroPress for my coffee, the most mundane things, all have been figured out, things that I have had to learn a new way of doing them, one thing at a time. So that, to me, is a really good reminder. I'm still sitting with Overwhelm doesn't exist. I don't know if those are the actual words you said, actually. Maybe you said it's not real. But, you know, it's amazing, these, these things that we pick up in our lives and just assume they're true. And I don't think it could get any more simple than that. Well, as usual, Kate, you have a, a very good way of summarizing a five-minute monologue of <laughs> rambling into <laughs> three words. So I heard overwhelm doesn't exist. I'm thinking, yeah, that's what I've been saying for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I mean, it's, 
one of the many things that we just honestly take for granted that it's true, that it's part of life. Mm. We just, yeah, like it's true. It's truth somehow. Yeah. And to, to, to be in a conversation where somebody says overwhelm doesn't exist, not really, and see it for truth and almost like I could sit here in that space where I know that that's true and that's a completely new, like it's a new world that maybe I'll forget in 30 minutes, I don't know, but to live in a world where overwhelm doesn't exist. I want to say something about that. That's all right. Yeah. Or you're still kind of in mid in mid thought. Go ahead. Okay. The feeling exists. The feeling of overwhelm exists. The mental activity that creates overwhelm exists. So the feeling will absolutely, to your point, before you had that moment of remembering as you were applying your makeup, yeah, the moment before that, yeah, you really felt it. And spinning lists, right? Me with various things that I come sometimes kind of feel the the vertical now now pressure of the feeling does exist. And the other thing I do want to clarify as well is that I remember talking to a lot of um, executives and they were having well the their company have organized a, a series of one-to-ones with, with me. And I was, um, I went through another round with them um, in early December. And a lot of them were talking about overwhelm because there was some understaffing going on and there was a freeze on recruitment until the new year, et cetera. So they were feeling a lot on their plate. And what we're not saying is, hey, organize your stuff, not saying don't do that, not saying there are things that can be delegated, but those things, the decisions to organize and how well we can reorganize or reprioritize, probably even more importantly, and decide what we can and delegate and cannot delegate, and the things that we should just drop or you know, put by the wayside for a while. We're far more, uh, we're better at doing all of that, reprioritizing, delegating, and reorganizing our time and our tasks when we're clearer. It's really far simpler there. When my task right now is to reprioritize all my things I need to do, as opposed to, and I have to do all of these 37 things right now. Because I think it's really wise to take some time, pause, and reflect on what are the most important things that need to get done, given the urgency of things really, really matters. But it's difficult to take that time to do that task when we're feeling the weight of those 37 things. And I remember saying to a few of those people from that company back in December, one of the, I think there's possibly only two quotes from Mahatma Gandhi that I ever really remember. And apparently 
because I'm only going to say apparently because I can't remember where I heard this first. Mahatma Gandhi once said, I have so many things to do today. I need to meditate twice as long. Which that's one. And I, and I heard that, I think in 2005, coming up to, you know, pushing 20 years ago. I have so many things to do today. I need to meditate twice as long. And that doesn't mean, hey, meditate twice as long, but it just means pause, think. And that's the action and can then help us to just, I don't know, if we do have lots on our plate, and a lot of us do in our personal lives and our work lives, coming from the place of not feeling overwhelmed really helps with that task from personal experience and from countless of other people who have, you know, told me about really seeing that for themselves. It was actually after I had that kind of moment, I had some time in the morning to myself and I just happened to open my journal onto an entry that was about that same topic. And I read that, what I had seen about it. And it felt like I had given myself a gift because I had seen something about it too. And then of course, as humans do, forget. And I had written about how at one point that made a lot of sense to me. You know, I was teaching high school and a single mom. And, you know, I owned a home and so spinning lists made sense mm. and trying to keep it all together and control things that probably weren't in my control. And because at the time, it really looked like all of that was on me. Like it was all on me to do and fix and hold it all together. And so when it looked that way, to some extent, spinning lists and thinking about the 40 things on my list all at the same time that needed to be done made a whole lot of sense to me because it was on me. Mm. I haven't had one of those moments like many people have where I realized that, you know, those thoughts are creating my experience of overwhelm. And then all of a sudden I never have to deal with it again. I don't work <laughs> it so far. It has not worked that way for me. More for me. In these yeah. moments, like putting on makeup or whatever brought me to write about it that day. Yeah. But each time, each time it starts to fall away just a little bit more. It doesn't make those moments less overwhelming when I'm caught up, right? Mm. In my mind, in my body. But maybe I catch on just a little bit faster and maybe they don't seem as real, but they can. But I think that's what's really beautiful about this conversation is that 
when you sit with somebody who tells you overwhelm doesn't really exist. So if you're feeling it, you're just believing what you're thinking and that's what we do. But I can be in a conversation where somebody can say that and I know it's true. Like it feels true to me. Knowing will fall into it again and think that spinning my list makes sense. But it doesn't mean that I don't love to be in conversations about overwhelm. But overwhelm looking in the direction of what's true. And I love that conversation. Because I think in those conversations, not only does it start to fall away and look common sense wise, like not such a good idea. But I think when we look in the direction of truth on any subject, that's when those ideas of what makes our lives just a little less overwhelming, that's when they show up and you're like, oh, right? Because that makes more sense now than spinning my list for no reason. (laughs) And I love that. Yeah. Well, when we're not under the weight of the feeling of overwhelm, common sense, wisdom, logic, fresh ideas, easy as pie to see. They're everywhere. Finding any of those from personal experience, and I don't know if it's just me, but wisdom, logic, common sense, fresh ideas do not seem to be that forthcoming when I'm under the weight of the feeling of overwhelm. (laughs) Not to mention that I drop everything I'm carrying, and I don't know. things spill and I don't know that's just the way it works for me but yeah yeah Yeah. that's when I noticed I've put when was it recently I did this I put washing up liquid instead of coffee in my cup because my mind was somewhere else so that to me was just like what the heck am I doing you idiot right it's just like oh yeah I'm just like spinning lists in my own head in the moment and that's I was just very very absent-minded because my mind was absent figuring out stuff under the weight of overwhelm and it got nowhere other than well that would have been a really bad tasting cup of coffee I hadn't noticed what I did (laughs) the other thing I want to just come back on as well and reflect on you said something in there that I'd love you listening at home or in the car or wherever you're listening to this right now. And I think, Kate, you said something like, we do, we all do. And it really matters to me that that is a human thing as opposed to any one of us being an idiot or being the only idiot. (laughs) Because that's how human beings work. There's nothing personal going on in any one of us when we are feeling the illusion of overwhelm and overwhelm looks like it comes from things. Nothing idiotic about that. That's humans. Thought appearing real to a human being. That's all that is. It's how we're made. 
So if anyone gets down on themselves on that score, it would be the same as giving yourself a hard time for blinking or breathing out after breathing in. It's just how we're made. Sorry. Nothing to give yourself a hard time over on that. It's how human beings work. And if you want to change and not fall for that trick, you might as well just train a cat to bark as be successful as trying for you to overcome that. Try to train a cat to bark like a dog. Same thing. And I find that, and I didn't think that was a good thing, what I just said, that it's just the human condition. But it's brought so much peace in me that I'm not fighting how I'm made. And I can just notice it and go, oh, that's what that is. Huh. Well, without overwhelming anyone with this episode, maybe we're done. Less is more that you wanted to say about it before we finish up. Perfect. You've been listening to Under the Noise. I'm Kate Roberts, and I'm here with Gwen Morgan. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics, like our reader sent us for today's topic, feel free to reach out. Our details follow the podcast. And if you want to share your overwhelm or how you see that, definitely reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and Kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.